There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Got a, a message in from Dave who describes himself as an exhausted dad. He says, PJ, I'm wondering if your listeners can help. Our little girl is two and a half. We recently moved her from the cot to a bed. And it's been nothing short of a nightmare since. She simply will not settle for us at night. We have to stay with her for hours. Then she keeps waking. So we're awake all night long. I feel like I'll never sleep a full night again. We can't put her back in the cot because she jumps out and hits her head. Does anyone have some tips and advice on what we can do? Dave, an exhausted dad. Oh, that stage, Dave, where they're, they can get out of the cot, they might brain themselves in the process, but they can, and then you put them into the bed and they won't sleep in the bed. Oh, I think we've all been there. We have all been there, Dave. You poor old devil. Lucy Wolf, sleep consultant. Morning, Lucy. Good morning. How are you? Good. We have all been where Dave is. Oh, absolutely. And I suppose the exhausted parent would be my speciality, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a stage um, they've got to go through, taking her out of the cot and putting her into the bed. Um, yeah, it is a stage that we all at some point will go through. Um, I guess... And I understand from Dave's email that there's a safety issue at play and we'll talk about that. But generally speaking, I would be of the mind that as long that we would keep our children in their cots for as long as possible. So um, I, I tend to have a little bit of a guidance around that, that I would suggest that it's best if we wait until they are potentially toilet trained. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is also potentially best if we wait until they are nap free. So nappy free and then maybe nap free. And most children, not all, but most children will will no longer be napping by around three. And then actually on top of that, I like that the child is maybe over three. And the reason for those kind of three sort of uh, suggestions, PJ, is that developmentally older than three and even closer to three and a half and having been toilet trained, we know that they can really start to understand and see through actions. Mm -hmm. Things like stay in your bed, don't get out. Here's my expectations of you in a loving framework. Okay. Mm -hmm. And again, I know that we don't always have the luxury of that because often at some point in the twos, our young children may start to hop out of the cot and then it presents a safety issue. Mm -hmm. But before I'd ever transition to the bed in the twos, on that point, I try and see why are they hopping out and can I help them 
re you know establish their positive associations with the cot because often that jumping out of the cot is a moment in time because maybe they are you know looking for some reason they don't feel safe in the cot for a moment in time or they have just developed this climbing skill for a moment in time and they're exploring and rather than having that knee jerk reaction and going straight to the bed and then having what maybe Dave is describing there then I try and see can I support them in re-establishing the cot and 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 being safe in the cot and and being safe by not jumping out so I always go there first Okay, and then when I'm in a situation, let's say like our listener, um, I try and see what can I put back together. I hear that putting her back into the cot isn't an option. But now that the sleep has deteriorated and this has been going on for a while, it's possible we have to kind of regroup and look at all of the things that impact sleep in general. And one of the biggest pieces that impact sleep is our children's begin to get overtired. So it's taken her ages to go to sleep. Um, she's probably going to sleep later than she was. If she's routinely now waking through the night, she's also becoming overtired because she's not well rested anymore. So sometimes it might look at, does she now need her nap to be put back in place during the day if it's not there at the moment? And on top of that, do we need a slightly earlier bedtime? And I always start there first, PJ. Now also, I look at other things. So I'm going to look at, you know, outside activity, fresh air, the diet. So everything has to be taken into account. Mm. So does the huge connection piece with the parent, the one-to-one time, the engagement with them throughout the course of the day, and then specifically when it's time for sleep. Mm -hmm. Sleep's the biggest point of separation for our young children, and often not wanting to be left on their own or not wanting to stay in the bed or hop out of the cot is because they want a little bit more of us. And this is where our bedtime routine, layered with big, deep connection throughout the course of the day, helps to solidify this. Um, the, the, The climbing thing, just... Yeah. Come back to that for a second. Um, I know exactly what Dave is going through because, short of putting chicken wire and gaffer tape over the top of my son's cot when he was two and a half <laughs> and learned how to climb, my my wonderful father-in-law, God be good to him, what he did at the time, he was a magnificent handyman. He actually dropped the base of the cot so the little devil couldn't climb out, and that. Yeah. was okay for about 10 days. But, 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 but like, the thing about it is, they're going to climb because they can. Uh, yes, know? they are going to climb because they can. And I suppose, first of all, safety has to be the priority. And just like you're describing there, you exhausted all options. You know, you safely dropped the cot down to the lowest level. I was joking like about the chicken wire, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but as, and once we exhaust that, then the cot, is, the cot isn't an option. But I do before I go there in terms of my exhaustion of uh, um, of options you know I make sure they're getting lots of outside activity in fresh air I'm filling the sensory diet I'm climbing during the day I'm really practicing it loads so that need to escape or explore is reduced and often we have to look at the environment like are they spending a lot of time cooped up are they spending a lot of time in the buggy in the car in the high chair are they also in a playpen during the day because if these things are, are, are relevant then it's often possible that they won't stay in the cot and they keep wanting to hop out, okay, as a result. So we have to look at all of those things. And then sometimes I try and teach them how to be in the cot so that they learn to feel safe and not need to climb. Often they want to climb 
because they want to be with you. So I often stay with them and I go low on the floor and I encourage them to come down at my level. And if they start to climb, I explain to them no climbing. But I stay with them and I support them emotionally and physically and practically so that I'm kind of teaching them that piece. But like I said, if we get to a stage where that's all not viable, then a bed is the next thing. But we still have the same but a similar issue. It's 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 safer, but we may find it really difficult to keep them in the bed. Yes. And I suppose this is where that developmental cognitive piece comes into play about levels of understanding. But just like anything with parenting, we show our children in words and in our, in our actions all within a loving framework so that they begin to understand what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. The length of your bedtime routine before you ever get, get into bed is really important. Yeah. And also the time that you do your bedtime routine is also really important. So yeah. when we're struggling with something like this, it's about looking at an, an earlier bedtime. And often when I'm looking at earlier bedtimes, I often start things off really early, PJ, like 20 past half past six, because I'm going to try and ha- I'm trying to, going to beat the body clock before it becomes overtired. But before I ever get into bed, I might spend 20 or 30 minutes in the bedroom in a space that we create. I call it a bedtime area. And in this bedtime area, we do all of the activities to do with getting ready for sleep so that our bedtime routine is centered in the bedroom. And that, let's say, throughout the course of the day, we spend lots of time in and out of the bedroom. uh, So we have really good positive forms and associations with the room itself. And then where bedtime is concerned, and often I back end this with, you know, showing them, making them a book with them, showing them in words and in pictures what's expected around the sleep time. So we're doing this really nicely and gently. And we're also giving them a sense of control. This age group, this is the age of, as they begin to become way more independent, they learn way, you know, cause and effect, no verbal communication, yeah. bargaining. This is it. This you're, is what you're anticipating what I was going to ask you, and I know you, you, mm. your explanation of why they do all the climbing and why they do all this and all that and all the other, there is a very good psychological developmental explanation for it all. But I have a question for you, but let me clear a break first, Lucy, if you wouldn't mind, because some yeah. people are calling for some advice as well. I'm talking to a Lucy Wolf uh, sleep consultant, Dave Kidd is two and a half and won't stay in the cot and they can't get her to rest in the bed. And we've all been there. Oh my God, we've all been there. Uh, more next. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Talking to sleep expert and sleep consultant Lucy Wolf. Dave contacted the opinion line. His little girl's two and a half. They've moved her from the cot into a bed and they themselves are hardly getting a wink of sleep since. Lucy, before ever comes some questions coming in, but just before I move on to that, how much of this climbing crack is, is pure divilment because they can and, and doesn't have any hidden message to it? Well, everything has a message to it. All communication is, right? But it's just trying to explore it. So we're trying to exhaust the different avenues that we've already discussed. And I suppose as this particular child, as this age group begin to, you know, get a greater sense of self and higher level of independence, we see this. And I suppose we embrace it and love it for what it represents. It's maturation. And that's really important. How we manage it is the next thing. And I suppose we start to talk about there, like kind of having that logical and linear process towards sleep time, trying to avoid overtiredness because overtiredness heightens that exploration uh, concept. It puts a puts a child into a second wind dynamic, which makes it really difficult for them to get to sleep in the first place. So even just briefly, if we kind of have a bedtime routine that happens in the bedroom, but not in the bed. So that there's a separation between preparation and going to sleep. That's really important. And then that bedtime routine itself is long enough with plenty of opportunities for deep connection with the child and the parent. And that's reading, engaging, chatting, lots of physical contact, lots of eye contact. So that before we get ready for separation, they're feeling calm and regulated as a result. And then when the lights go out, then we get into the bed. And I suppose to begin to help this transition um, with someone who won't stay in the bed at the moment or is finding it difficult to get to sleep and won't stay in the bed, I put the parent beside the child, so sitting beside them and, and using my stay and support approach because that's what they need. They need support to get to sleep. And once that situation is all calmed down, which it will be when we bring forward bedtimes and when we lengthen bedtime routines and when we look at all the external environmental factors that we've talked about already, and then we support them to get to sleep over the course of maybe two weeks, we can then phase the parent out of the room and we repeat the same exercise overnight so that they can start to stitch their sleep together one more time. Now, it's difficult because we're all tired, but again, we're looking at improving things and you know, with any improvement exercise, often things get a little bit worse before they get better, but they absolutely get better. Often parents need a plan, PJ, to help them go through it because sleep is multidimensional. Childhood development is multi-multi-dimensional and as a result of that it's never just one thing I have a series of online courses that might be helpful to parents um, that they can download and begin to implement and that can sometimes be a good way to try and you know distill the information quite quickly okay and um, for themselves and then start to put an action plan in place as well couple of questions that have come in my child cries regularly at 3 a.m i started bringing her into the bed with me now she does it every night have i created a nightmare she won't go back into the cot that's from katie <laughs> 
And, you know, whenever we hear about something that's happening in the, no- the night, it is generally a symptom of something else that's going on. Does that make any sense? Of so the waking in the night is just a symptom. And our job uh, is to try and figure out what's contributing to that. Um, often the waking is, is, is initiated by either what's described as an association. So if the child requires intervention to get to sleep, so let's say they rely on a bottle to get to sleep, hand-holding, patting, cuddling, nothing wrong with any of those things except the way sleep itself operates. They often might need that to be repeated through the night, which means they waken and they cry at certain times. And then we do different things to support them back. And if we start bringing them into the bed, for example, an expectation loop begins. So the waking continues as a result of that. So that's one reason why children wake in general. And again, there's loads of other pieces to the puzzle, of course. I know that you appreciate that. And also overtiredness is another reason. And overtiredness comes from a lot of different areas. So often overtiredness is when naps are not balanced. So top heavy morning nap, weak second and third naps, or bedtimes that happen too late or bedtimes that happen when your child has been awake for too long before bedtime. The biggest thing, so again, uh, the worst problem with over overtiredness, Lucy, I think most people will identify it here. It's not like a light that goes on. You, you can't tell until you realize that you're in the middle of it. That's the thing. Yeah, well, I mean, that's absolutely true. And again, it, it exists on a spectrum almost, you know, where it kind of grows. And then as children get more overtired, the problems tend to become more heightened sure i guess the first thing we can help parents understand is there is a difference between getting tired and overtired in terms of presentation so overtired symptoms are intense you know they're intense eye rubbing big type yawning agitation clenching fists stretching limbs beginning to get entertaining clumsy you know there's overtired symptoms or grumpy so we can, we can or very very grumpy i guess yeah whingy fussy moany one, one, all of those one things, last PJ. quick one uh lucy yes. anita has a problem a child is almost three cries for his bottle has tried to stop giving it to him but he seems he just will not go back to sleep without it yeah so he's used to it you see it's like the same as waking and being brought into bed it becomes an expectation so again it isn't about not giving it it's about slowly changing how you do things and the first thing i would always say is there is likely if there's a bottle overnight there is likely a bottle at bedtime which is quite typical however the bottle at bedtime creates the expectation of the bottle overnight so i usually reposition that drink and offer it with a 45 minutes clearance between finishing that feed and expecting to go to sleep does that make sense so again we're we're changing the association at bedtime we're moving away from bottles to sleep and as a result of that it doesn't stop the bottle need overnight but it makes it easier to shift it in time exactly and then we we generally wean the bottle you know so we reduce what's in it so you can't go cold turkey the body is used to it the brain is used to it your child is used to it and so we generally look to reducing things down and whenever i'm changing things pj i always use my stay and support approach Okay. Where where's your website? Where can we find your online courses? Because I know a lot of people are really interested in what you're talking about, as always. Um so yeah, thank you. Uh, sleepmatters.ie You'll find everything about all my services, my books, my online courses, and my one-to-one consults as well. And I'm really active on social media, and I'd love for people to join me there as well. Lucy, we'll talk again because these are ongoing problems. Uh, Sleepmatters.ie is Lucy Wolf's website. Courts 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.